0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Begin Again with Henna. You'll see we have a little bit of a different situation today. And number one, it's because I got a new laptop, which I'm so excited about. Ready? Here's the box. Because I'm using it right now. But I got the new MacBook Pro 14 inches with the M3 chip. And I bought it downloaded with the Logic Pro software which is so exciting, but that means unfortunately now my USB cable doesn't plug into my laptop, which means that I cannot use my usual microphone for today. So we're just dealing with this webcam situation. So hopefully next week's episode will be of better quality. I already ordered the adapter situation. So that we don't have to do this next time. But I still hope that you enjoy today's episode. Let me know if the quality looks good of the video on your end because I'm using my laptop's webcam. And when I tried the webcam on Zoom, it was honestly really good quality like my phone, but I don't know if that'll translate to this podcast recording, like using it in the Riverside studio, which is the software that I'm currently using to record the podcast. Anyway, let's just dive right in. I asked a question on my story asking how all of you are doing. If you ever want to send me a question or be featured on the podcast in this way, DM me answer to my question stickers on Instagram at Hananor underscore. I always post things there and I'm always responding. So please do so. I asked everyone how you're all doing and I got four responses. So let's go ahead and answer here. Someone said they are feeling depressed. I hope your week is better for you. I know depression can be chronic and it's, it goes like this, doesn't it? But I feel you. I'm here for you. Thank you for your vulnerability you are definitely not alone someone else said broke you are really definitely not alone in that one i am always living the broke college student life i feel like my biggest struggle with being a broke college student is making sure that i'm taking care of my health in a way without spending the big bucks on doing that right in terms of eating well um exercising i have a gym membership that's fine but even in terms of keeping up with my skincare not having to buy like all of the high end skin products etc but you know what i've been really into trader joe's skincare lately trader joe's skincare is underrated the products that i use from them are the rose water and the gel face moisturizer a1 i also use the clinique daily like facial moisturizer It's like kind of a yellowish tint. That one is also really good, but I feel like moving forward, I'm just going to keep using the Trader Joe's Facial Moisturizer Gel because it is cheap and it works, and I love it. I've been trying their face wash, but honestly, I don't know if their face wash is super great. I've just been using the Curology Acne Wash, like benzoic acid face wash, and I was a diehard for the La Roche-Posay facial cleanser, which really cleared up my skin, but we're boycotting for Gaza. Their company supports genocide, so we are not buying from them anymore, which is why I switched to (laughs) Curology. And I used to use Curology for a long time, and it really helps clear my skin with the special topical um, medication that they send you, like it's custom to your skin, but then they changed the formula. Something was discontinued and then it started irritating my skin and then I stopped. But who knows? Maybe I'll go back. Right now I've just been using the facial cleanser that's available on the counter in Target. Whatever. I think my skin now looks fine. It's definitely not as clear as it used to be. But it's okay. We are doing it. <laughs> we find it new ways every day, right? Anyway. Oh. Oh. And in terms of eating, like, in terms of creating healthy meals as a broke college student, I, again, like Trader Joe's is, I'm just a hoe for Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is my place to go. Okay, what I usually like to do if I want to create, like, a healthy, balanced meal for myself that I have to cook that doesn't take too long, that isn't too much prep is... I always buy the Trader Joe's marinated meat, whether it's the rosemary beef or the shawarma chicken. Those are like the cheaper meat options and they're really delicious. I will throw that in a pot for maybe like 20, 30 minutes. It depends each time how long it takes to cook. And I will have rice cooking in the rice cooker at the same time. And I will buy those prepackaged like tabbouleh or their chickpea salad, some salad situation, some kind of veggies, or even like I'll stir fry some bok choy or buy their stir fry kits. And that's usually what I have for dinner. And it's so good. And I'll even put, um, furikake on on top sometimes with sriracha. I really love sriracha. I'm also a hoe for sriracha. (laughs) I'm a hoe for many things. We multifaceted like that. Anyway, so that's usually my college student meal, but I do that rarely now. I really milk my dining hall meal swipes because then I don't have to worry about buying groceries too much and then food is already there and prepared. The only downside to that is I have to drive there and eat it and then spend most of my day on campus. Therefore, like I usually only eat on-campus meals when I'm already on campus because it takes some time to drive there and etc. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Someone else said exhausted, sleepy, and horny. These are things that can be fixed with a good old whack or a good old partner fun situation and sleeping well. So I hope you did those things. I hope you're feeling better <laughs> anyway. And then lastly, someone sent in this horrifying photo horrifying I asked them what is this and they were like I don't know but I just wanted to share it with someone and you know what valid but I'm still trying to figure out what that is is this a ball of gum or clay or like it really looks like human skin I'm just like what I don't like it I don't like looking at it it makes me so uncomfortable but also still like valid it's okay We are going to do something a little different in today's episode and we're going to do these little games together, which essentially, okay, these aren't sponsored because I have like two followers, but it's okay. So, but I still like highly recommend this brand. I've mentioned it before. It's called the Icebreaker deck from the company called Best Self. They have different decks. I have three of them. One of them is this one, which is the deeper questions. Okay. But their first one is like a more lighter blue color, and that's more for people that you are first starting to get to know, like more um questions about interests, etc. But this is more questions about getting into your traumas slash calling yourself out, getting to know yourself philosophically. Okay, which is this is my favorite deck whenever I host my office hours every week with my interns, we usually go through these questions because there are a lot and there are different categories and it is so fun each time. And finally, the the third deck that I have is the courage deck, which essentially like each deck is formatted the same way where they will have a different category for every different color. And you can basically select whichever category you want. Like say, for example, in this deck, the categories are dreams, life lessons, exposed, courage, beliefs, and self-awareness, okay? But for the courage deck, I forgot what the prompts are, but anyway, these are more like interactive where if you select a card, it's an activity for you to do. For example, like if you choose a health category, it'll tell you to create, like set up a dentist appointment for yourself, right? It's more actionable items, which I really appreciate. Honestly, I struggle to pull from that deck because I feel like I'll pull the cards and it'll take me time to do them, but maybe because now like we have this podcast, this podcast gives me some accountability, which I really enjoy and appreciate and need in my life. Maybe next time we'll pull a courage deck card and you and I will both do it, or if you don't do it, I'll do it for the both of us. Okay. we got to challenge ourselves. That's why it's called courage. We don't do it anyway. Okay. So, um, We're gonna do this question first and then we're going to do this emotional barometer card thing, which we'll do afterwards. I'll talk about it afterwards. So again, the categories are dreams, life lessons, courage, exposed self-awareness and beliefs. So I'm going to pick courage because we were just talking about the courage deck, right? And the courage cards are light blue. So let's see, and this is what it looks like. See all the different colors. Now this card says, oh my God, see, it immediately calls me out. How do you let yourself down? And you know what? I encourage you to ask yourself this question too. These are great for introspection. This is a great alternative to journaling if you don't want to like pull out a journal and write things down. Speaking of which, this is my journal. This is what it looks like. I got it on clearance at Target. Isn't it so, so cute? I love a cute journal. It really motivates me to want to write in it. Like having a cute journal with really nice pens, A1. But if you don't feel like handwriting your journaling, there are some alternatives for you, okay? Number one is called the Mini Diary app, which you can download onto your Mac. I'm not sure if it's available for a PC, but I'll have to do some digging on that. I'll put that in the caption like our, what's it called, podcast description and let you know if it is available for PC too. But essentially that's where you can type your entries because I know writing can be a slower process, which is actually good. Like you should slow down and let your brain just process every word, every letter that you're writing on the paper. But if that just feels too tedious and like you don't wanna do that, then I highly recommend mini diary app. I use that whenever I just wanna let everything out like all at once really fast. Or you can just talk out loud to yourself. And a great way to also do that is just by giving yourself prompts. And that's where this deck comes in, where you can use these as journal prompts, where either you type, write, or talk it out loud to yourself or with a friend. And now I'm talking this out loud with a friend. So this podcast is really like my journaling expression. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being here. And again, I encourage you to answer this question yourself. So this question says, how do you let yourself down? I feel like y'all already know this. I've mentioned it a million times. I'm honestly tired of talking about it. I've just fully accepted it. I kind of let myself exist as I am. And I know I just keep getting better with time and it is what it is. But for me, it's my sleep schedule. (laughs) I feel like I'm naturally a night owl, and oftentimes I will just stay up to do everything, but then because of that, I will sleep in the next day, and even when I will schedule things for myself the next day, like, say, for example, I'll be like, I'm going to wake up at 8 a.m. and eat this and go to the gym and then do all this work and blah, 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 and then that doesn't happen for me, like, a lot of the times, which is okay, like, Sometimes it's like it happens a lot of the times or sometimes I it depends where I'm at, like in the week. And I'm just so over complaining about it or just being like, oh, my God, this isn't happening for me. Because you know what? I just keep telling myself, I'm like, as long as I do the thing, as long as I'm still moving forward and someday each way, then I'm fine. Because I'm doing a lot. It's not like I'm just lazing around all the time which even if that was the case like I have done that but the reason for that was just like really hardcore depression which is okay you are allowed to exist as you are it's okay but the difference now is that I have seen myself come from that point but the growth is evident in itself and it speaks volume where I'm like I know I'll be okay I'm knowing I know I'm going to get better with time because I have proven that to myself so I'm kind of just over complaining like I'm over complaining about my sleep schedule, not that I'm complaining about it too much. I mean this too, but like, I'm just done with being upset about it is what I'm trying to say, because it is what it is. Again, I am still completing my tasks on time. I show up for my days for the most part, right? I do those things for for the most part. And here and there, I will just really struggle to wake up for things that I have to go to, but it is what it is. It's okay we still out here accomplishing and doing big things and i am so proud of the peace that i found within my life because i feel like finding peace for me means just like gaining perspective i mentioned this in my last ep- episode but it really is about looking at everything because there's a difference when a situation happens and your perspective of life is like this or when a situation happens and your perspective of life is like this and you can look at everything right because then that drop of salt in water just becomes so overcome by the dilution of your perspective of life, right? So that's where I'm at right now. And I'm really loving that for me. I'm really enjoying it and it's okay. So, but sometimes I do still feel discouraged here and there, but I know that's just a part of the process. And again, we're getting better as long as we're taking steps every day, even if it's a super tiny baby step, To help ourselves, then we're a one. We're okay. It's okay. Plus, that's not to mean that, like, very rarely I have completely missed appointments that I have scheduled, for example, um, where other people are counting on me. At least I've been keeping up with that, but very rarely I will miss it. And if I do, like, you still need to take accountability for your actions. You cannot take things personally, but still be aware of the role that you play in not doing your part and, like, doing better. Because for me, and see, this is where, like, I want to talk about the art of detachment, okay? I feel like sometimes people see detachment as not being sensitive or connected to the relationships that you have in your life. Like, no, I don't believe in just... Like someone upsets you, then you cut them off. Like that's not how it works. That's not how you go about life or maintain relationships because these people will continue presenting themselves to you and your life. And there are situations where you need to learn to get along with people. You know, you can't just like cut off people just because they do something that you don't like, unless it's like harmful for your own well-being and it's And if you have the option to like say for example if it's a toxic family member or a toxic partner and they're really just treating you like garbage like that's a different story but what i mean to say is like if they and this is even just like corporate culture right where if someone has a task that they're supposed to do but they're not doing it or they're immature about it or the communication is not good like you can't just cut off someone because of that you have to work with them you need to learn to work with them right but what I mean by the art of detachment is the art of not taking things personally, because I promise you people's perceptions of you, the way people communicate to you and the way they interact with you, etc. It truly has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them and their own projection of reality. And I mean that in a neutral sense, not even like negative percep. Uh, projection or positive projection it's just projection in general we are all always projecting and by that I mean like say for example if someone's beauty standard in their head with what they were raised with and the country that they were raised with like for example in India the beauty standard is having light skin and now here in California the beauty standard is like having tan skin you know it changes where you go around the world so if someone calls you ugly if someone's like oh my god like you're so fat and gross and ugly that has nothing to do with you It really doesn't because they are projecting from their own creation of what do beauty standards mean to them it's all about what they have created in their own head in their own life of what that means to them and that was completely created by the environment that they were raised in that has nothing to do with you because they were taught a certain thing or they like embrace certain social media social norms standards in a way where if they see someone not following that thing then they have a problem with it And again, like, that has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. So learn to not take things personally in that sense. And it takes practice. It's not something that just happens like that overnight, okay? It definitely takes practice. It's okay to feel upset. It's okay to be frustrated. But it's about looking at these emotions and understanding them and being like, okay, why am I feeling upset right now? Why am I feeling frustrated? Is it because I'm upset at this? what this person said, right? The, these, feelings, these feelings can coexist. You can simultaneously feel frustrated of someone's um, mention of a jab at your character and disagreeing with that and being like, how dare you say that you're not allowed to say that, but then also realizing that you cannot control what they do. They're gonna say whatever they want. But it has nothing to do with you. And as long as you know yourself, as long as you're sure of yourself and who you are, everything else is just noise. It really doesn't matter what other people say. So that is a superpower. Learn to not take things personally, because that is where I feel like inner peace really comes into play. And I found that like even for me, like this has taken me time and I. I've even been at a point where I feel like I mastered it and then I completely lost it with just like all of these gut-wrenching, horrible life events happening that like felt like it pulled the rug out from under me, right? And then I had to start from square one and I felt like I had to relearn these things. And now I feel like I'm finally at a place where I'm wholeheartedly like sure of myself and confident in myself and I don't take things personally and I am proud of the growth that I have expressed and have created in my life. But that's also to say where I feel like I'm a little, I'm also at a different place in my growth, where if I were to have the rug sweeped out from under me, again, I would be okay with it because I know that I have the capability to be okay because I've proven that to myself, right? It, it's not about achieving a certain highest version of yourself and then staying there forever. I feel like the quote-unquote highest version of yourself is by looking at where you are at now and deciding what to do with it and finding peace with where you are at now. Because peace comes with action. Peace comes with acceptance and action simultaneously. Peace of where you're at now, I like flipping you off, sorry. Peace with where you're at now, peace and acceptance and the decision of what to do with that moving forward. Again, as long as you're taking like little steps every day to get to where you wanna go, you're golden. You are solid. Let's say like your life dream is to become a doctor? That doesn't happen overnight. What does it take? It takes taking all of the pre-med classes. It takes asking questions. It takes shadowing doctors. It takes doing research. It takes applying to the schools. It takes maybe taking a gap year and discovering yourself and asking yourself, is this really what I want to do, right? These things all happen overnight. And then when you finally achieve the goal, you see everything that you've been through and you have such a greater, deeper appreciation and respect for yourself because you freaking did the thing and you did the baby steps to get there right this is congruent with life no matter what you want to achieve whether it's a mental shift a physical shift or a tangible goal these things take time it's okay for it to take time i feel like a lot of the times people will feel discouraged to start a certain thing if they're not perfect at it right away But mediocrity and embarrassment is the cost of mastery, okay? If you want to be a master at something, you better have fallen on your face a hundred times, okay? Because if you don't appreciate that, if you don't have the experience with that, then how will you wholeheartedly be a master? You can only be a master if you relate to those that are then in the starting stages, if you can truly guide them and be like, I understand where you are and here's what you can do to not do this anymore or like just allowing that to be the case for them, but then inspiring them to keep going because you understand the power and what it means to keep going and what that will create for you in your life, right? Wow, we went on a whole discussion with this question. (laughs) Anyway... If you are interested in learning more about the art of detachment and not taking things personally, I highly recommend the book called The Four Agreements. And I believe that's the first agreement, don't don't take things personally. I think that was one of the first self-help books that I read, and it's a relatively short read, um, but it is fundamental. I feel like it has these fundamental rules and again like i hesitate a little bit sharing self-help book recommendations only because there was a point in my life where all i did was read self-help books all i did was focus on my development and you know at a certain point it just becomes toxic and i feel like all i was telling myself was that there was something wrong and that there was something to fix about myself so just be mindful of this i'm not trying to tell you that like there's nothing to fix about you you're not a piece of furniture that is broken, you are a human being and we all have wounds and these wounds take time to heal. And what does it take to heal? It takes ointment, it takes leaving it alone, it takes seeing someone. So go at your own pace, you know yourself best. So listen to yourself, okay? I've said this multiple times and I'll say it again. If I say things that don't resonate with you and you don't agree with and you don't wanna follow that, then don't listen to me. Like, don't follow that thing. It's okay. I'm not you. I can never explain your life or understand your life the way that you understand it. Only you can do that. No one gets to decide who you are or what your life is or where you're going. Only you get to decide that, okay? Now I'm feeling very passionate because I feel like this is so present and when we're children and how people tell you you're supposed to have everything figured out right away. Like what the fuck kind of a structure is that? Again, I feel like that's such a capitalistic lie where they're just like, oh my God, like you have to pick your profession right now. Like they wanna work you like dogs. Like, no, this is not what life is about. You're not born to get a job, pay bills and then die. You're just not, okay? And I feel like that's the reason why now Gen Z is retaliating against corporate culture and this work life only because the economy is so fucking awful. It is so scary, especially just like what you see people with grad school degrees and accomplishing so much in their life and then working an almost minimum wage job, even jobs that aren't minimum wage. It's so difficult to make a living wage with like all of these degrees. And I have so many friends with great jobs. Like in the past being, for example, a hairstylist would be enough to earn a living wage. But nowadays it is not, especially if you have a child, my God, forget about it. Children are expensive. Like it's so scary. It's so scary. And that's exactly why Gen Z is retaliating because they work and they work and they work. And there's so many people's that There's so many people that have to have at least four jobs just to be able to put food on the table for themselves and their family, okay? And this is another reason why, like, more people are most likely deciding not to have kids simply because of the cost and the expenses that it takes. And most of the times, like, people are unable to buy a house or create solid financial footing for themselves without the help of a parent. Where in the past, like, that wasn't the case. And then I feel like these boomers... We'll see Gen Z and millennials struggling and then just write it off as like, oh, you're just lazy. Like, no, Sharon. We have four jobs and are still unable to earn a living wage out here. Like, shut the fuck up. Like pff. you're a privilege in the sense that you were born in a different time period where the economy economy wasn't horrible like that at the time. And it's especially worse right now because of COVID nineteen. Like ever since COVID, my God, the cost of housing has gone up like I don't know almost like a hundred percent. I don't fact check me out. I mean yes fact check me like but don't take my word for it on that. I just know it's gone up very significantly and it's almost impossible to buy a house now like you need to have at least a six figure income now to qualify for a house. Isn't that ridiculous like having six figures in the past was like a super wealthy great thing to have now. Now it's almost considered middle class like in the past you had to maybe have like 80k salary per year to qualify for a house and now it's like forget about it especially in california because i'm living in california the cost of housing is ridiculous and then like i debate like moving to other states simply just because the cost of housing there is lower, but then it's like nobody wants to leave here because number one, there's not as much to do out in other states, okay? The culture there is different, especially like political culture, like the majority of America, at least like in the center is Republican and I am not a Republican, okay? And I I call myself a Democrat simply because it makes it more... Easier and beneficial for voting. Like if you say you're not a part of any party, then It's almost like your vote doesn't really count because it's really like blue and red, you know, like which State has a majority of blue or red and blue is Democrat red is Republican So I just call myself a Democrat because most of my views align with Democratic views Um, And again, you don't have to agree with me. That's okay I've had plenty of people disagree with me. I have strong opinions about several things and I'm not here to change your mind I'm just here to speak mine. That's why I have this podcast. It's my podcast. So I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ignore me. Anyway, we go in a little long here. Let's end with our emotional barometer. So I got this. I believe I got this in Joshua Tree in one of their little gift shops, which if you haven't gone to Joshua Tree yet, I highly recommend that you go either by yourself or with loved ones. I don't recommend it. Like, I, it's fun for like a party vibe where you go with friends and just like want to have fun and dance, right? But I mostly recommend it as a spiritual oasis, a spiritual retreat, because the views there especially at night with stargazing are unbeatable i feel like if we if you go with intentional company and meditate within that space again with intention and with respect for your environment around you and with absorbing every moment every essence every particle of the nature around you it can truly be so transformative even just in one weekend um And Joshua Tree is one place. I just really mean like national parks in general. I love national parks. I haven't been in a while and I really need to go. This is inspiring me to go. So thank you for listening to me. I'm like, again, this is like my journaling, right? I just express myself and we go from there. Anyway, so I got this from one of the gift shops. And essentially what it is, is you pick, you spin the wheel and pick how you're feeling. And then based on the thing that you land on, You pull out a card referring to that feeling and it gives you some advice slash their thoughts for this emotion, right? So let's pick one. I am going to say that I am feeling loving. Ew, and this thing has like gunk on it. Let me just like clean it off real fast. Give me a sec. Whatever, kind of came off. Okay, so we're picking loving. Excuse the gunk. Which is like, this is fun to spin. Maybe next time I'll like spin it and see what we land on and do it by chance. What do we land on now? Oh, nostalgic. You know what? I'll do both. We'll do loving and nostalgic. So, first, look at all of our cards here. So, loving was the one that I chose of how I'm feeling now. Nostalgic was our by chance spin the wheel doohickey thingy. Anyway, so first we'll do loving. This says, oh, it doesn't have to. It doesn't happen often. We spend most of our lives principally concerned with ourselves, our survival, and our own success, narrowly defined. However, at rare moments, we start to think of other people in a more imaginative way. Rather than criticize and attack, we feel free to love randomly and generously. We perceive that the appropriate response to humanity is not fear, cynicism, or aggression. But sympathy, the world reveals itself as quite different, a place of suffering and misguided effort, full of people striving to be heard and lashing out against others, but also a place of tenderness and longing, beauty and touching vulnerability. From this point of view, status is nothing, possessions don't matter, grievances lose their urgency. If certain people could encounter us at this point, they might be amazed at our transformation and our newfound warmth and empathy. We have the will to look beyond the outwardly, unappealing surface of others in search of the tender, interesting, scared, and anxious person inside. Normally, if someone has hurt us, we see them as horrible. The thought that they might themselves be hurting inside feels very weird. If a person looks odd, we find it difficult to recognize that there might be touching things about them deep down. But in a mood of universal love, we might take an unappealing looking person and try to imagine them as a young child unselfconsciously playing on their bedroom floor. We might try to picture their mother, not long after their birth, holding them in her arms, overcome by passionate love for this new little life, or perhaps drunk and passed out, ignoring their desperate cries. We might see a furious person in a restaurant, violently complaining that the tomato sauce is on the wrong place on their plate, but rather than condemn and feel superior, we might try to construct a story of how this individual has come to be so impossible and how powerless they must feel in a world where something, parentheses not what they are ostensibly complaining about, and parentheses has frustrated them to the core. Feelings of universal love are rare, but we should let them remind us of a surprising and important lesson. That with sufficient imagination, we could potentially see the lovable sides of pretty much anyone. That was beautiful. You know what? I'm realizing now, like, these cards are kind of long. So I'm going to read the nostalgic one next time. So look forward to that, okay? Look forward to that. But it seems like what this card is expressing is this phenomena, this feeling of sonder where we reach a point of realization that other people in the world exist and not just in their physicality but in their complexity and their emotion and in their interests and in their thoughts and their relationships and how they have a whole life separate from their own but that this is having happening billions and billions of times around the world and it's interesting how this feeling doesn't hit us until later in life i mean if it hits you when you're young then wow then you've that's wonderful but at least for me like i don't have this realization this understanding until i got a little bit older like not as a child and then i feel like as soon as i embrace it it's it's difficult to then go back to my old way of thinking it's like as soon as you see it you can't unsee it right as soon as you feel it you can't unfeel it and i feel like sonder is something that everybody should experience because it teaches you empathy it teaches you about your own place in the world and the difference that you can make and the way that you can understand people and therefore like especially people that make legislative decisions like I feel like a lot of them don't really understand wholeheartedly this phenomena of Sonder because if they did they wouldn't be making the majority of the decisions that they make in terms of having empathy for people in terms of starting war and funding genocide repeatedly and continuously where I'm sure if they had to live a day in the life of the people that they are making these decisions for they would be like oh my god how inhumane how ridiculous how can people live this way but they just don't see that or acknowledge that because they are sitting on their throne of privilege, right? And it's interesting, especially with like the election coming up. It's very sad to see like the options that we have to choose from because it's like, okay, are you going to choose this dementia raisin or this orange? um, I almost said this orange bastard, but like, I don't want to say that, but I already said it. And I'm only saying that because (laughs) <laughs> I watched this all gas no brakes episode where one of this one of these guys like described Donald Trump in this way which I thought was so funny. He's like, "Time to get that orange bastard out this office, but you know what? Yeah, it is what it is. Just this orange human being who has very sexist, racist, Islamophobic views." Just everything, everything wrong. Um, It is what it is. Uh, Sometimes we just have to choose the lesser of two evils. Even if the lesser still isn't that good. But vote. Please vote. I'm using this as a PSA to tell you to vote. Voting is important. If you don't vote, there's more opportunity for others to make decisions against you. And decisions that you don't want. So take control. Educate yourself, learn about the candidates, okay? Don't just make thoughtless decisions because when I turned 18, that's what I did, (laughs) okay? But as productive, adult, mature, even if you're a teenager that's now able to vote, don't be like me, okay? Educate yourself, learn about the election, be an active participant in this society because you have a power to make that difference. Every vote counts, please vote please vote okay um if you haven't registered to vote do that right now after you're listening to this do it i dare you looks like i'm about to punch you i'm not i swear pointing with love (laughs) anyway I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Begin Again with Hannah podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave me a rating or just tell me that you enjoyed it, okay? Because then when you reach out to me, it doesn't feel like I'm speaking out into the void. I love to listen to your feedback, even if it's critical, even if it's something I need to improve on. I'm always looking for ways to improve. Anyway, I will see you all next week. Thank you for being you. I love you. I see you. I'm rooting for you. Keep being you. Keep doing your best. You are whole and worthy as you are. You are allowed to exist as you are. Just take steps every day to do better, no matter what that looks like for you. Your best will look different every day. And comparing yourself is like... Venom. It really is. There's no point in doing it. It's just how do you compare yourself to, how do you compare your beauty to someone else's beauty, right? How do you compare the beauty of one flower to another? You can't. They just exist as they are and as they need to be. They are so whole and worthy and beautiful and productive and giving as they are. And you are just the same. I love you so much. I will see you next week. Bye.